You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, including the Himalaya Podcast app. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday and the day finally arrived yesterday. We had the sit-down meeting between David Griffin and Anthony Davis. I'll let you know how that went and give you insight onto the next steps for both parties involved with all of this. And then we're going to take a look up north to the Toronto Raptors into the insight for trading for Kawhi Leonard, the big risk that they took, and are there teams out there that maybe make a similar move for AD knowing he could bolt after a year, and how does that influence the trade market? It's going to tie into something we have going on on the Locked On NBA podcast in a couple of weeks for you all. So a lot to dive into in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So before we get into all the news about the meeting, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. So yesterday was the day. No, not Monday. No, there was no pre-meeting that really went on. Yesterday was the big sit-down between Anthony Davis, David Griffin. Of course, Rich Paul was there. And we don't really know much else from this meeting other than those three were at least there. There were maybe some others involved as well um, on the Pelican side of everything. Maybe some on AD's side too. But it was over breakfast yesterday. And this was the big meeting between the two sides to kind of clear the air get on the same page and see if maybe we can put some of these irreconcilable differences in the past. Doesn't necessarily sound like that was the case. So, of course, it was Shams who tweeted out that they were meeting. It was Woj who later tweeted out that, yes, they met and, you know, they'll continue to have an open dialogue going forward. Everything was respectful. And we'll see in the coming days and maybe weeks on how all of this goes. It then got tweeted out, I think, by Shams that, yeah, AD still, despite it being a good meeting, AD has not changed his mind about wanting a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. So that was that. This was, I think, important more for David Griffin maybe than anyone else. He's certainly a big believer in himself and what he's building here in New Orleans. And he said, you know, if he can get AD to buy in, he'd like to keep him here. But either you're all the way in or you're all the way out. And I think this meeting was, okay, there's no way you'll sign this. There's no way we're going to be able to change your mind in the future. If that's the case, then yes, we'll try and trade you and we'll figure this out because you don't want him to opt in for a year on a prove it thing and then have to deal him with less leverage or hold him past uh, the start of the season and start to lose your leverage almost every day you keep him on the roster where teams then only get him for half a year. Clearly getting a guy for a full year and we'll have some more insight into this with Kawhi Leonard and we'll talk about that in the third segment is the way to go. That's what gave the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder the opportunity to re-sign Paul George. And you've heard David Griffin say, we'd like Anthony Davis to be our Paul George. And that makes you feel like he will keep him past the deadline to sell him on this. Here's the difference between those two scenarios, though. Paul George wasn't requesting a trade from the Oklahoma City Thunder. In fact, he was traded there. 
He didn't say, I want out. Yes, the, all the indications were that he would leave that team and maybe sign in L.A. with one of those two franchises. But it wasn't like he was there in Oklahoma City saying, get me out, like Anthony Davis has been saying here. And I think that's a big distinction to make between those two. I don't think that's a parallel that can really be drawn. So while he might be saying that, it feels more like it's posturing than anything else. You know, I think what you're seeing here is him going, look, if you want AD, you best come with your your top offer. Like, that's really what you need to do. And I'll talk about this in the next segment a little bit as well. Um, And the third, because... there's no room to kind of joke around with this. Like what the Lakers did with their first trade offer at the deadline last season when it was built around Rondo and Michael Beasley and, and whatever the other stuff was. So that's just kind of uh, what I'm getting from this. But now AD, AD and him have talked and it's really as simple as that. So we kind of have an idea that they met it doesn't sound like it was enough right now, but certainly, you know, if anything, if their minds have been changed, it'll be communicated to David Griffin in the coming days. But yes, it was yesterday, as was reported by Shams and Woj and everyone else that was involved with this, including our uh, friend Will Guillory with The Athletic. So they met. We knew this was going to happen. And it went really accordingly how we thought it would. You know, they were respectful. AD took the time, which was nice. But now it comes to what are the next steps? So what happens from here? And that's what we're going to get into in the next segment. So thanks to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On Pelicans. If you're looking for a great Father's Day gift idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com and use the promo code NBA for 20% off. So now that everybody's met, what are the next steps in this Anthony Davis trade request saga that I think is finally kind of wearing on everyone a little bit and people just want this to be over with? And I don't think we're going to be there for a little while yet. So in the Woj article, the report about the meeting between Anthony Davis and David Griffin, it said that Griffin has anxious suitors in the Knicks, the Lakers, um, the Clippers as well, I think are the three teams mentioned, but isn't really worried about fielding offers from him just yet because he's convinced he can maybe get Anthony, maybe not convinced, but he's focused on trying to get Anthony Davis to stay. As I said in the previous segment, I think that's maybe more posturing than anything else saying, hey, just I don't need to move this guy. So if you, you got to blow me away with an offer and just get people to come in with their best offer at the start. Like this shouldn't necessarily be a prolonged negotiation because as we'll talk about in the next segment, there's people who will make deals that will give you appealing things. I have no doubt about that. So I think something starts to get resolved. It's said then after, and Woj said this on SportsCenter if you didn't watch that, in the future, it doesn't sound like Griffin and AD are going to have real much interaction or conversations, and instead it's going to be Rich Paul, Anthony Davis's agent, Clutch Sports, and David Griffin. They have a good relationship together, so cool, fine with that. But if it's him talking to the agent, that likely means that this is about a trade and trying to do kind of what's right by Anthony Davis and maybe get him to one of his preferred destinations. It's not the worst idea considering that, hey, Zion Williamson might sign with Clutch, though I'm not too worried about that because Zion's basically here for seven, eight years. But there are other clients that he represents and maybe it's better just to build a relationship and not kind of torch one because you're you're not doing what he wants for one of his top clients. It probably goes LeBron, then it 
probably goes Anthony Davis in that order. So I think you've got to look at that, that maybe they'll work together to kind of find the best deal for all parties and try and find a compromise for everything. We'll see. You know, I don't know if you necessarily want to go with that approach. David Griffin's, you know, focus should be on the best return for the team that sets them up for the longest term. But if that means you can't get free agents or you upset an agent who steers guys away from you, and agents will steer players away from certain organizations because of the mess that those organizations are, yeah, that's not also in the best interest of your franchise. But since he's going to be only speaking with Rich Paul, I think that means eventually a trade's going to be coming, and they're just trying to kind of navigate how to go about doing all of that and which team to really make a deal with that kind of makes everybody happy. And there'll be a number of teams like that, but you have to figure that, yes, this should ideally get done by the um, lot but not the lottery sorry the draft though we've seen decisions like this go into free agency too you saw it happen with um, I think Kyrie Irving was traded pretty late you also had Paul George traded after free agency started you had Jimmy Butler get traded on the day of the draft so it could go either way I still think this resolves sooner rather than later you really don't want this hanging over your franchise and as you're trying to kind of build some goodwill with the fans and keep them energized after the Zion Williamson lottery win for the Pelicans Getting this done sooner rather than later and kind of ripping the Band-Aid off, I think, is the way to go because just from talking with people the past couple of days, people are just ready for this to be over. You know, as much as people would like AD back and they know that that's for the best, they don't want him gone because he was kind of a dick toward the end of his tenure here and immature with everything. They just don't want to deal with this anymore. It's hit the point of fatigue, I think. So getting a deal done is really in the best interest for everyone sooner rather than later. And with the way that meeting went, the fact that it sounds like AD is holding fast to that trade request, that's probably what we're going to see. So those are the next steps are kind of fielding the offers from teams, um, getting some maybe soft commitments down for trades, and then just kind of evaluating it all and figuring out what you'd like the best and kind of what jives with your front office and what everyone's kind of feeling, since it's not really only David Griffin making this kind of trade Uh, by himself. He's going to factor in the opinions of the front office and the foreseeable future of the franchise. So this is an important thing. It sounds like he's just holding out to try and get the best offers available, but I expect a trade to get done probably sooner rather than later. So before we talk a little bit about how the Toronto Raptors could put some more suitors on the table for Anthony Davis, today's show is brought to you by Grip6, ultra lightweight belts with no holes, no flaps, and it's just a great Father's Day gift. Go to grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E, that's grip, the number six dot com slash L-O-C-K-E for a great special offer just for you. So the Toronto Raptors are obviously in the NBA Finals. And before we talk about that, because they're got, they've gotten there because of Kawhi Leonard and kind of an all-in gamble that they made this past offseason, um, don't forget to subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Get it from the Himalaya podcasting app. It's free, super easy to use, and it has every single podcast you love or are actually looking for. They've got personally curated playlists made just for you. They've got podcast tastemakers that kind of group things together to help you with discovery. You can search from comedy to mystery, thriller, sports, whatever it is you want. And you can follow along with all of your favorite podcasts and content creators, as well as like and comment on the different shows that you like. So download Himalaya on the App Store or the Google Play Store. And don't forget to follow Locked on Pelicans once you're there. 
All right, so the Raptors, again, going all in with Kawhi Leonard, making that deal with the San Antonio Spurs, shipping out part of the heart and soul of their team in DeMar DeRozan, as well as first-round picks to get him over there and kind of try and get over the hump that they had been in in the Eastern Conference. And it worked. They're in their first-ever NBA Finals, and the city of Toronto looks awesome right now. That seems like a really cool place, by the way. And they're excited, as they should be. This is a monumental moment for the franchise. And even if Kawhi Leonard leaves this offseason, it was probably worth it to have gotten to the NBA Finals. And hopefully, if you're the Pelicans, seeing that risk pay off, and again, it was a big risk, and seeing a team like uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder re-sign Paul George to a long-term deal, not just kind of a one-plus-one or anything like that, convinces other teams to get involved with the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, and then the Pelicans can either take that offer or use those other offers to drive things up. Just like, and I probably shouldn't be giving this away, I'm going to be doing. So the Locked On NBA podcast that I co-host on Wednesday um, and is there Monday through Friday giving you everything you want to know about the association, does our annual mock draft where the hosts the local hosts of their shows make the picks for the teams and we just do a mock draft explaining why and we have a big like uh, email chain a google doc that does all of that and you're allowed to make trades in this so pelicans have the number one overall pick we should have just started the mock draft with like memphis on the clock and just taken us out of the equation because we took zion number one overall there's no surprise there um sorry that i held it up for three seconds as i typed his name in there um and so now i move on to anthony davis and figuring it out. I'm not done with this mock draft because you know what? Maybe I'm going to make a trade that brings in a first round pick or two and we can kind of look at the offers. So the usual teams kind of jumped into the mix that you would have thought. So the Lakers reached out right away. Hi, Anthony. The Boston Celtics, I kind of tried to play that that Lakers offer to Boston to see if they'd top it. They probably did, though counters are coming soon to everybody involved. Hi, John. And... So there we are. And I, you know, reached out to other teams that don't have first round picks to kind of ask because, you know, it makes sense. And I don't want to just trade Anthony Davis to a team with the first round pick uh, for the sake of the mock draft. So I spoke to uh, the Clippers. They made a pretty good offer. They're definitely in the running with things. But I also had a surprise team come into the mix that I wasn't actually expecting. And that was the Portland Trailblazers. And again, you know, I say this is an interesting exercise because we or I and us Pelicans fans kind of project what we think these offers will be from other teams. But look, we know about the Pelicans. I don't know Boston all that well. I don't know LA all that well. I certainly don't know Portland all that well or the Clippers. Those guys are the experts. So they're going to make what they think are reasonable, realistic offers for Anthony Davis. And it's not what I think is a reasonable offer for Boston. It's what they're actually willing to offer. So getting kind of an outside party involved in this is a really useful exercise. And I think that can maybe help us calibrate what our expectations are on a return for Anthony Davis. And I'll go into some of these details uh, of the trades more tomorrow and we'll look at them. Um, And it's kind of disrupted the trade series I wanted to do here on the show. But I think this is a worthwhile exercise. So those are out there, but Portland reached out with a kind of surprise offer. The Knicks reached out to the Knicks basically offered me like whatever you want. And I was like, that was cool. Happy to hear that. Um, And Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers made an interesting one. I don't know how I feel about it, but I like that there are teams that kind of feel a little bit desperate and 
want to go all in. So for Anthony Davis, the Blazers offered C.J. McCollum, Zach Collins, Anthony Simmons, an unprotected 2019 first-round pick. That's the 25th overall here. And then top three protected 2022 pick. Um, and then it stays top three protected should it fall in top three in 2022 um, before going to be unprotected in 2024 when you know if it might convey. I think it's a starting offer. I would hope that's maybe not the best offer, but you know, two first-round picks. C.J. McCollum, Zach Collins, and Anthony Simmons is intriguing. And he says New Orleans gets a legitimately good player who can play next to Drew and is under contract through 2021, get a 21-year-old big who's occasionally very intriguing. That was kind of funny. A 19-year-old guard who in very limited minutes gets buckets two and two first to continue the rebuild to the future. And this is what he said was the most interesting part of the trade offer to me. Blazers land Anthony Effing Davis with a year to convince him uh, Portland is worth That's awesome. They're taking a huge gamble because they saw a team like Toronto do it. If Toronto doesn't get to the finals, I don't know if Mike's reaching out to me about this trade. And I think that's really cool that you're kind of seeing it, at least in, you know, podcast sphere here, kind of have some reverberation effects. I just learned what that kind of means. Um, as I've redone the settings, thank you, Rory. I'm shouting at everyone on the podcast today. So it's cool to see that. And I'm waiting to see as I gather offers if anyone else kind of wants to get involved. I reached out to Adam Mars of um, Locked On Nuggets. No real interest there, which is intriguing because I thought maybe Denver would be a team that could be a dark horse with this. But um, Adam, who covers them and who's one, probably one of the best in the business in terms of this, um, actually, was like, nah, like I just don't see him resigning here. I don't think, that, you know, the, the Nuggets would go hard after him. And I think Part of that is also because, you know what, their core is still really young. It's not necessarily aging or kind of at its ceiling like you feel maybe the Blazers are. Blazers had a great playoff run to the Western Conference Finals this past year, but like they weren't getting past the Warriors. You know, if they had played the Houston Rockets, would they have gotten past that team? I don't know. So I get why they kind of feel that maybe they need to push their chips in, whereas a team like Denver isn't quite there just yet. So it's intriguing to see kind of how this is playing out. And I wonder if this is what's going on in actual NBA front offices. And if those guys are kind of getting a little bit desperate as well, as my cat freaks out in the room here, and wants to kind of go all in with it. So we're starting to see it kind of have this effect, and I'd be willing to bet it's partially because I'm going to ask him, you know, does does what happened in Toronto change your, cause you to kind of do this? Did it really have an in, uh, impact on your mindset? I'll be curious to see what he says, and I'll give you an update on that. So that's what's going on here. Those are some of the starting offers. We'll talk more about them tomorrow, and I'll give you specifics. I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for leaking things. I don't think Woj is going to talk about what's going on on the Locked On mock draft. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see what some of the counters are, and I'm going to keep you kind of apprised on this. Because again, these guys are experts on their teams. I'm not an expert on their team. So they're looking out for their best interest too. And it kind of gives you an idea of maybe how some of these negotiations will go. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. Download it from your app store and subscribe to Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.